Okay. All right. We're started. Okay. Cool. Okay. We got to start working on this because mom's making a face. She's making a face? What kind of face? It's time for me and my parents and Liam Neeson. Yeah. And he was in this one. <laughs> for like four minutes. No, he was in it for longer than that. Okay. A little bit more. All right. Eight minutes. Let's start. Let's do things right. I'm Daniel. I'm Patrick. I'm Carrie. And today we watched... I thought we only there was only one Scorsese movie. I was incorrect. Today we watched Silence. I came out in 2016, which I'm not sure if we've talked about for movies yet. But when I started going down the rundown of people in this movie, uh, the Academy Awards for 2016 will be important. Okay, let's go. Okay. Uh, to start, what's this movie about? Well... It's about silence. It's <laughs> based off of a novel of the same name. Right. Written in 1966. This was another... Written in 1966? Written in 1966. Wow. Uh, it's a work of historical fiction. Mm-hmm. Though it is based on the actual time period in which uh, Japanese uh, Catholics were extremely persecuted. Right. Okay. Uh, As, you know, fitting for a Martin Scorsese film. Yeah. In the mid to late 1600s, mm-hmm. when Japan was very closed... Japan was not really an, a country that yeah. was opening itself up to yeah. foreign ideas. At the very end of the film, when things were starting to wind down, was when the Dutch were finally being allowed in, right. uh, which is a pretty yeah. big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the author... It, uh, Your he, dad is smirking at me. He, The author <laughs> was uh, given a Japanese award for Best Literary Work of the Year. It's a very good book. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of people in this one. Let's start running down a list, see how many of well, them we recognize. I think Liam Neeson was in it. Liam Neeson was definitely in it. <laughs> the zero to Neeson on this one was quite quick. But also in this one, Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. who, uh, fun fact, so this movie, 2016, Andrew Garfield's first notable thing he was in was in 2010. He was in The Social Network. Okay. As one of the three guys who invented Facebook. Yeah. He was then in Amazing Spider-Man and mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. and the same year as this film, Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge. For which he was nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah. I didn't see that. This film, by the way, nominated really? for cinematography. Yeah, but well, that else. would not be, be a surprise to me. So I think that was very well done. He's in that one. Also in this one, Adam Driver, who's probably mm-hmm. the name the dad couldn't think of. No, I knew who You knew was. Adam Driver? I knew okay. Adam Driver, absolutely. He, again, did not have a lot of sh- uh, big showing until recently. Uh, he was in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And the year before, he was in Star Wars Episode Seven. Star Wars Episode Seven. Well... As Kylo Ren, a bad guy. A bad guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, bad I looked guy. at him and said, oh yeah, he's he's a bad guy. He is, in fact, a bad guy. Yeah. I uh, there Dressed was not in black. A, there was not he was not in a Star Wars film that year because that was the year Rogue One happened and that was the prequel not the sequel ah uh, yes <laughs> Kylo Ren is the name I couldn't remember yeah I remember the actor's name don't worry there's still more people in this one I uh, well Kieran Sin I yeah he's been in, as an actor. he's been in a lot of things but the one you're gonna be really interested to hear about is I'm gonna say it wrong because he's Japanese I looked at the characters that were in there a lot, I yeah, sure. how they did a lot of them were have been in like forty or fifty Japanese productions. Okay, so they are mm-hmm. you know good guys. But then there is 
Asano Tananobu, who was the interpreter at the end. Yeah. Okay. He's been in some things. All right. He for was, instance. For instance, Thor and Thor Ragnarok. Okay. So important movies there. Uh, he was in, there was another one here. Uh, for the anime nerds who you are not, he was in the live action Lupin the Third movie. You won't care about that, but it's a pretty long standing uh, a- manga and anime series. All right. And so he played an important character in that. And he was the commander of the Japanese ship in Battleship. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. Good science. So, we've got the Liam Neeson back. Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> I I was scrolling through it, because he's got his known fours, and he's in the movie Mongol, Thor, Thor, Battleship, and I went, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> so, lots going on there. Last interesting fact, this film made its debut in Rome. And not just in Rome... At the Pontifical Oriental Institute. Okay. In the Vatican? Is a center for the study of Eastern Christianity, founded by Pope Benedict XV. Wow. Well, when he said pontifical, that was... It's pretty pontifical. It's in in Rome, not in Vatican City. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Yeah. Vatican City's in Rome. Mm. Sort Sort of. Sort of. See, I would figure that Wikipedia would list if it was actually in there, but... eh. In any case, yeah, no, it premiered in the hmm. Catholic, the Japanese Catholic building in Rome. <laughs> pretty much. Because, yeah. yes, this was a pretty in-depth Scorsese-level look at persecution of Christians in mm-hmm. Japan. It was beautiful to look at. Oh, yeah. It was. A lot of good film techniques, lighting, Set design, composition. Composition. Yeah. Uh, just uh, the, the way- visuals were well done in many places. And true to the name of the film, there was not a lot of noise in this film. No. The the sound was I will say minimal, but even it was when there purposeful. was music, it was really There was not a lot so very intentional. Then you would visually soak in things to enhance the mood and it and because it was visual, I think it moved more slowly than what modern audiences would expect and there so, were there were times when we felt like well we could get up and leave and go to another room for a while and come back and we <laughs> may not have missed much yeah so there was that aspect of it which to me makes it feel more old school or old school yeah film. it's going to appeal to a very uh specific kind of audience well dan's looking yeah. something up on his phone i'm just double checking some He's stuff tell uh, us something. this is scorsese's Third film about religious figures struggling with challenges of faith. I would not have known that. I would have thought this was what a were the other ones? one-off. The Last Temptation of Christ. Yep. Oh, yeah, I forgot and that. And Cundon. Oh, I don't know that one. I don't either. Uh, epic I can't watch The Last Temptation of Christ. It's too visual. It's too much for me. Yeah. Ah, it's based on the life and writings of the 14th Dalai Lama. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense. I, huh. He started working on this one two years after Last Temptation of Christ. So oh, wow. he started trying to get this thing, the ball rolling in 1990. Wow. wow. This movie came out in 2016. 16. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, when Scorsese has a pet project, you know, well, he does he it right. Does his thing. Well, and there were times when this film really felt like 
it was purposed. Yeah. The, I mean, the filming was purposed. There was the time you talked yeah. about the one scene where the yeah. the priest is going to sleep at night, and it was framed so well. Yeah. Very intentional. Mm-hmm. Very intentional. Right. Um, there were there were times when the when it was just moving so slowly. It was. It but was, purposefully slow. But purposefully Not slow. Not like they were sitting there with their camera going, well, I guess we have to fill time. We did this very intentionally. Yeah. Yes, we are We are hanging on this image for what feels like an uncomfortable period of time. The, there was a lot of circumstances the like The bit that. at the beginning where it was just the face of the painting, mm-hmm. that was a little weird. Mm-hmm. But that came but back. They, it did come back. It, was, it wasn't that Chekhov's creepy painting. Well, and then and then when they had the tile thing sitting on the ground, yeah, there were many times when they put place that on the ground and the camera just sat there. Mm-hmm. Well, it was taken really a long time before it went yeah, somewhere. It was else. also a different tile every time, which yes, was also was. interesting. Which means that those Inquisitor guys just had a pile of paraphernalia laying around. Well, they've been stealing it from people. I mean, <laughs> I mean yes. <laughs> I'm going to steal your Christian paraphernalia. Yeah. No and one, your bong. Yeah, people did not expect the Japanese Inquisition. <laughs> they did yeah. not. They're yeah. sneaky like that. So, yeah, the start of the film, as far as Liam Neeson is concerned, because we should actually talk about him a the bit. The Zero to Neeson? Well, yeah, that happens right away. He is not having a good time. Yeah. Uh, he is being... I... Tortured in a way for uh, practicing the Christian faith in Japan. And then it cuts fairly quickly after that to people who are not him. Well, they're uh, at, like, priest college. They're there, in fact, at priest college. Uh, priest you, as yeah. it were. Uh, and we see Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver deciding that, no, they're going to go get this this Liam Neeson priest. Because well, he was their Their priest. job had been to find out his status. Yep. And one letter had been received, but it really didn't talk about this and, priest's status. Yeah. So, so they, wa- wanted they wanted permission to, go, to go to Japan to lay yeah. eyes on yeah. him. And they were told they are the last two priests they will be sending mm-hmm. because basically they've written this guy off. Well, the priests just don't end up coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, we're not going to throw more... We're not going to throw good money after bad, as it were. (laughs) We're not going to waste more priests on this problem. So they get to Japan by way of an extremely unreliable drunk guy. (laughs) Who Who ends up being Chekhov's drunk guy. Over the course of the movie, (laughs) continues to be unreliable, though not as drunk. True. Unreliable, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. He confesses frequently. He does. He he makes <laughs> poor life choices often. Don't be like him, kids. Yeah. Make good choices. I there's a lot going on. I For a movie that moves so slow, there's a lot there going is on. A, and it all like it's all going somewhere. Right. Uh we do end up very clearly picking one of the priests as the main character priest. He's, well, he's the, the one that narrates. He, he's the one that narrates and doesn't die in the middle. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the one that writes letters home, so he must be the one we should care about yeah. most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, gee, oof. <laughs> Liam Neeson comes back at the end, so we can actually talk about this well, movie. near the end. But yeah. not at the end. Well, yeah. Because the end, the, the end seemed like it was mm-hmm. out there a ways still. <laughs> Definitely. It's good that he came back. He is the tallest man in Japan mm-hmm. by a significant margin. 
This was a long film. It was a long film. It was a lot to see. And it's worth seeing. Uh, Wikipedia says, box office failure, but positive critical acclaim. Mm-hmm. Which I think I would agree that yeah. audiences going to see this one, normal people would have looked at this and gone, this is a slow, boring film. Mm-hmm. Right. And film critics would have looked at it and said, this is an extremely well-made, well-intentioned film. Mm-hmm. It's crafted well. Yeah, which critics would like, and normal audiences would think, but... This isn't entertaining. There's only one person gets their head cut off. There's no explosions. <laughs> Why am I even here? <laughs> There's only one person who got his head cut off? We only see one we person. We only see one. Yeah. There's another headless guy, but we don't know how his, he lost his We head. saw his body getting dragged. Yeah, we don't know once. where his head is, though. Yeah. We saw heads on pikes. We did. That's true. Maybe they so wanted they were, other people, maybe they wanted yeah. the townspeople to eat cake. I they, hear that's how you lose your head. They came up with uh, several unique ways to torture Christians. Oh yeah, no, they were fantastic ways. They, they wow. were probably very effective. It was kind of scary. Yeah, it was, it was unpleasant. I would be very concerned about the level of research that I'm sure got done into making sure that was done correctly. That it was historically accurate? Oh, yeah. No, I'm certain that it was historically accurate, and that's what scares me. Mm-hmm. That's just... It's bad. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to show this to children. From a historical context, it's important, mm-hmm. but... But it's Scorsese, you probably don't want to show I mean, it to kids. Scorsese, you don't want to show it to kids. <laughs> uh, there's one... You could probably show him Hugo, because Hugo's a different kind of film. Uh, that one, I do kind of want to mm. watch with you, just from a... Filmmaking perspective, Neeson mm. is not in that one. Oh well, then why some why other watch time? That? Uh, because it's uh, the good analysis of that one I've seen is mm. it's Martin Scorsese's homage to the great silent filmmakers, mm. except it's a modern movie and it's not silent, but it's there are scenes that are presented like they were a silent film. Oh, not black and white mm. and with sound, yeah. mm-hmm. but like the way the actors move, things mm-hmm. like that. Oh. And I think it's a I still haven't seen it, but I've only heard good, like amazing, good things about it. Hmm. So that one needs to go on my list at some point. Oh, that's for Christmas then. That's maybe for Christmas when we watch other Liam Neeson movies. Also, <laughs> <laughs> are there Liam Neeson Christmas movies? Oh, uh, we are, we already watched. Be. We already watched Love Actually. <laughs> yeah, Love Actually was the only one I could think of. Oh, yeah, and he's not in any of the Die Hard movies, so I don't know what we're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that Die Hard is Christmas, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think there's only two Die Hard movies that are Christmas. There are only two. Two of four. What? Yeah, the first two. That's not yeah. fair. Then the third one is normal in New York, and then the fourth one is something else. Something else, and the fifth one doesn't exist. It never happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, what else are we going to tell the people about this film? I want to talk about costumes. They look like. Silk costumes. I mean, they look. I mean, they looked. They probably were accurately old. The guy you talked yeah. about the guy's blue socks. The hats were really crazy. <laughs> okay, the one you know because when were I was in bright. college, I had a friend who's who's from Japan, and I always just thought it was really interesting that she would wear socks with her. They weren't flip flops, but they were sandals that had you know a little a toe a toe. toe. A place yeah. your toes peg, go around, whatever. a toe peg, like yeah. flip-flops. And she always wore socks with her sandals, and I thought it was so unusual. But here in this film... They do it all the time. They're yeah. wearing socks with their sandals. And one time, the Grand Poobah was wearing bright blue socks. Yeah. You also mentioned how he is the best character. He was your favorite character in the film. I said that? No. The old I, guy. No, I thought that 
you know, he had some he had some really interesting characteristics, and I think played a really authentic part. Yeah, I think the one time when he was when sitting he, when he and, whacked and he his getting, his servant, and he, and he just shrunk fan. down in his he healing. Was, he was he was losing the argument, mm-hmm. and it showed in his body posture. Yeah, and it showed in how he left the scene because mm-hmm. every other time he stood up because he's an old fart. He had. His assistant inquisitors yes. help him up. And this time he's starting to get up and he's doing it more on his own than usual. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys comes to help him up and he baps him on the head with his fan. <laughs> yeah. And the guy immediately goes into a deep bow. He did. He, he, he was doing a yoga um, child's pose. He was downward facing. I thought, I thought the guy who was confessing all the time, I thought that character was played really well. Yes. Because he, it it's kind of the, I don't want to say fake Christian thing, but the whole, no. you go out on Saturday and you party the night away and you come back on Sunday and you confess and then you do it all again on Saturday in that you're kind of taking advantage of it. Although, although I can't really compare partying on Saturday to trying to avoid being killed or tortured. I mean... That's a really kind of a different thing. It is, yes. <laughs> but the fact that it happened to him three or four times yeah. without yeah. any kind of learned behavior, yeah, that part's a little concerning. So, um, as acting goes, there was, there was a lot of rather good acting in yes, this, I Yes, both from the standard American side where you just list off five names and you go, oh, I know who every single one of these people yeah. is. And they picked a good crop of Japanese actors. Yeah, I mean the earlier part of the movie where he was, where the the priests were meeting up with the local Christians, yes. if you will. Even those guys. Some of those guys really I, did a very very good. job. I poked around to those guys too. Those basically everyone that had a major speaking part is in it was an established Japanese actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not just an extra who did really well. Yeah. Well, but that's because. Here we've got Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he calls, you say yes. Exactly. He's careful about his yeah. casting, well, I'm sure. He probably called you know, the top ten Japanese casting agencies mm-hmm. and asked them mm-hmm. who to get how who to right, get. Right. It'd be interesting to, to understand sometimes the uh, the casting, the individuals responsible for casting. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to study that. And in a case like this, where you're kind of going out and trying to find people that yeah. are... Well, locals, the director will. isn't going to be casting everyone. Sometimes you'll get roles that are written for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty obvious, but often it's, okay, how do you get inside the head of Martin Scorsese and cast for him? Mm-hmm. That sounds like madness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so did you talk about, um, I, just, I just had a total brain derailment there. Uh, I was going to yeah, ask about you were something. You were going to ask about something. I was. And then... We didn't talk about peril yet. No, we definitely You know, haven't. that's what we're doing this thing for. I feel like his peril was slightly high at points. <laughs> at points, his peril was high. The part, the part like where... Like where he... they were hanging him upside down and draining his blood? Oh, yeah. Oh, where I didn't sorry. even look like him. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> also, if we think back, I'm fairly certain that in Taken 2, they do that to his wife. Oh, yes. But with a, slight, fact. With a larger hole in her head yeah. so that more of the blood comes out. I think the intent in that case was Killing she's her. going to be done. Yeah, they they were actually bleeding her like a pig. Yeah. As opposed to this, where they were bleeding her him like a balloon with a small hole in it. 
But there was a purpose about it. There was. That doesn't make it less perilous. (laughs) It doesn't, indeed. It probably was unpleasant. Yes, I would not recommend it. Zero out of ten would not be tortured again. Do you suppose... I I mean, it, it would appear that Liam Neeson was really being hung upside down, for real. I would imagine. When filming. Yeah, I mean... As were these other people. Probably not for very long. No, but it was probably not a fun thing. No. You know. If you want to get that true, authentic, I look like I've been tortured, you know, look on your face, you don't go to the makeup department, you just hang someone upside down for five minutes. Right, right. You got to be real about it. But you also... They probably didn't even tell these people, we're going to hang you upside down. Well, (laughs) they actually probably needed to get the makeup department in there. Because if you want to hang someone upside down and not have their face be beat red because you've stuck a hole in the side of their head, mm-hmm. you're going to need makeup for that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he asked to do that. Hmm. So it would be real. So he would get into it's, character. It would be interesting to know some of the some of the background of how the director managed that those kinds of components. <laughs> I don't know. It's Martin Scrolling Scorsese. through Wikipedia. I think Martin Scorsese just gets to do what he wants to do, and everyone says, "Yes, sir." I, you know, you've yes, given sir. him a lot of credit, but it's probably true. I think so. Oh man, Daniel Day Lewis was in negotiations for this a while ago, for a while there. Well, that's not helping us talk about the movie. Filming. As it okay. Stands. Filming. Oh, I know. It was. Did you look up where it was filmed? Uh, Taiwan. So all the filming was in Taiwan. Yep. That was my question. Mm-hmm. I missed that part. It's a beautiful place. Some of those ex- exterior scenes in the ocean side and mm-hmm. stuff like that. They were right. Clips there were portions the where there was quite a bit of fog. You know, old villages, old villages, somewhat n- less old villages. Yeah, yeah. It, a lot of care taken with mm-hmm. the with the settings, the filming. I mean, even the cages looked like they were crafted for the purpose of the film. So this is I uh, filmed in you know 2015. Mm-hmm. Principal photography Taiwan from January to May in 2015. So you okay. know, yeah. not too many years ago. Yeah, they used film, real oh, film, film. Well, they used digital. film, film. Uh, night scenes were digital, probably for the additional clarity to mm-hmm. make sure you get everything going. But landscapes and regular actor shots was actual film. Wow. Well, that was beautiful. Uh, yeah, no, it, was, it looked really good. Uh, much of the soundtrack includes ambient, nocturnal, and ocean sounds repeated over mm-hmm. several of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Crickets. Yeah. No, there's a lot of crickets. Oceans. Waves. Yeah. Yep. Anal- oh, geez. There's a lot of analysis. Oh, we could keep going on this. Scorsese has words about this. <laughs> yeah, no, we just are. We could right, let people we, look that up themselves. All right, we probably need to uh, give this one a number. Yep. It's more than a two. It's more definitely more than a two. It's yeah. not a ten. It's not a ten. Okay, he, so it's between two and ten. Well, he's not in the film enough for us to feel yeah. like he's in peril no. all the time. How he, and he doesn't yeah. die. He doesn't die. Well, you know, from I think he dies spiritually. How does he handle Ooh. the peril? Yeah. I think he dies spiritually. Yeah. I think he is forced to recant something that is the you know his life, his soul, his work. And he is forced, it, it is forcibly um, taken from him. Taken. So, so yeah, therefore, so. I didn't really mean to say that. But I, <laughs> but I do think in that regard, it's a different type of peril mm-hmm. that I don't think we've encountered before. Mm. But I think in the... Well, he also had a lot of physical peril, if we're he being He did honest. have some physical yeah. peril, yes. 
But I also think that this is a new dimension of peril that we have not talked about before when, I mean, he was forced to to give up his reason for life and for work mm -hmm. and replace it with something else that he was forced to then believe in. I was thinking a seven or an eight around there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seven is where I was going. Yeah. Yeah, seven. Seven. yeah, with all this, with all the torture, it made it made yeah. me think of uh, yeah. Jean Luc Picard. There are four lights. What? <laughs> I mean, he's correct. There are four with lights. all the torture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that we didn't talk about that I think we should touch on a little briefly is this movie did not feel preachy. Oh, That's from a true. a Christian standpoint? Fr from a we've watched Pilgrim's Progress standpoint. No, it wasn't it wasn't preachy like that at all. This you was do not just... have to watch this film and go, oh well, I guess I should be a Christian now. No, no, it's not. That's not right. the focus. There was no one it. pointing yeah. at you at the end saying yeah. you. Whereas movies like Pilgrim's Progress, Passion of the Christ, I think, is another one where you I watch it, it. You watch you watch it, and you get this feeling like it's being made as a missionary tool this was a movie about missionaries mm -hmm. yes but it was not one that made you go oh well maybe those missionaries had a point about my life mm -hmm. it was just a point about life in general i yeah no i eh, yeah well i think that i i do agree with you because i i think that at one point in time in the film i did have that very same thought where they're not preaching at us like pilgrim's progress and i yes. thought about that film at the time and i but I do think that this film uh, presents a, a different aspect of, of life. And it goes back to me thinking that, you know, he lost his spiritual life. He didn't lose his physical life. Yeah. But he lost his spiritual life. And I think that for people who take their spirituality really seriously, that is just as perilous. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. as devastating as physical harm. And I think, and some people are more in tune with their spiritual life than others. Mm -hmm. But I think that this film did not, I agree with you, did not force us into a position where we were made to think, oh, well, I'm supposed to be thinking this way. Yeah. It did, it did have the nice little bit at the end that told us, you know, how much he actually gave it up. Mm -hmm. Just that one tiny bit at the end, mm -hmm. which you'll have to see for yourself. This one's probably at your library. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I don't. Oh yeah, we got it at the library. We got it at the library. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yep. So like, it is it. Yep. Well, it's All right. Library. Uh, we'll see. You, see you next time. Yep. I'm trying to make sure that we don't get too far ahead of ourselves because we are probably going to do something funky for Thanksgiving time. But since I record early, I want to make sure I don't get ahead of myself. That's right. It's not Thanksgiving yet. It's not Thanksgiving yet. It's coming soon. Kids. Coming soon. Okay. Bye.